Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Inshallah, I'd like to talk about the subject which is, uh, I, I believe it's very relevant, especially from the perspective of the month of Ramadan for all of us, which is the importance of the Quran. This is something that we are so much tuned as Muslims. That the moment the month of Ramadan arrives, we are all tuned into now. This is the month, okay, alhamdulillah, either we'll be reciting the Quran or we'll be listening to the Quran, somebody else is reciting, uh, and we'll try to get the hasanat by the recitation of the Quran. Yeah? Uh, so I'll talk about the importance of the Quran, uh, so uh, not to undermine the recitation or listening to the recitation. These are all uh, the deeds of uh, ibadah, deeds of worship, and we, uh, we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that, uh, the deeds that we are doing in the month of Ramadan. And uh, as, as we know, this month is the month, and we are in the last few nights of the month of Ramadan, as we know of, uh, and we hope that we are able to find Laylatul Qadr. And, uh, and uh, we are able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us and become one of the sources for us to have all our sins forgiven as the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about that man qama laylatul qadri imanan wa ihtisaban ghufra lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi The hadith says, whosoever, whosoever stays up worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the laylatul qadr, which is the, the, which is the night which is uh, better than thousand months. Yeah? And, but it is connected with Iman, in the state of Iman. And Ihtisaban, meaning we are hoping the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our sins, the previous sins. And that's our hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us one of those whose uh, sins are forgiven by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And similarly, the similar hadith talks about the month of Ramadan as well. Not only Laylatul Qadr, but month of Ramadan. The hadith says, Man sama Ramadan imanan wa ahtisaban. Meaning, the one who fasts in the month of Ramadan. With the iman, uh, uh, the state of iman, and also he is the one who was hoping ajr from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ufirallahu ma taqaddama min dambi. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all his sins from the past. And there's another hadith. The reason I'm talking about this hadith before even we talk about the Qur'an is so we have a state of mind when we're listening about the Qur'an and what we want to do with the Qur'an. There's a famous hadith. You may have heard about that. The hadith goes like this. Rasulullah he was uh, climbing the member. Member for Salah. And first step he took, he said, Ameen. Second step he took, he said, Ameen. Third step he took, he said, Ameen. Sahaba listening to Ameen from Rasulullah but they don't hear somebody making dua. So they ask Rasulullah, you said three times Ameen. Why, why, why was it like that? So he said, when I got onto the first step, Jibreel came to me. And he said that whoever, whosoever found the month of Ramadan and not able to have his sins forgiven, he be uh, a loser. Shaqiyah, he be a loser, he be wretched, 
So he is making dua against the person who is not able to avail the month of Ramadan to have his sins, for, sins, sins forgiven. Second time, he got to second step, Jibreel came and said, the one who found one, one or both the parents in his life, lifetime, when they were old, he doesn't say old, but found the parents, and he was not able to enter into Jannah because of them. He's the one who's the wretched, the, the one be a loser. And third one is the one who hears the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he does not say, send his, the prayers uh, on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Now, look at these three things. But all these three things, dua is or dua or bad dua in Urdu we call it or, or the curse, is done by the best of the malaika, Jibreel. And the one who's saying Ameen is the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this is such a huge thing to think about how blessed we are at the same time we have to be careful. And we do, let's not be let's not lose our hope until we still have few 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 nights left. Let's not waste these nights or in the day days that we have left. That they will, we, we, you never know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which, uh, which of our deeds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like it and He will forgive us because of that. Okay, so keep that in mind when we are moving forward. Now, I'll start, start with about talking about the importance of the Quran from an incident. All so of you. What did you say about the parents? Oh, you what, find what you them mean? and they, they did not become the mean for you to enter Jannah. You did not take care of them well. You did not take care of your parents. You found them in the, uh, the, you were old enough, and they were old enough, and you did not take care of them. That because of that, you are not able to enter into Jannah. He's a loser. A person is a loser. It's a big thing to take care of our parents, and we have to teach our kids all this, and they will only learn really when we can show them by example. Also, how are we taking care of our parents? We are not the ones who are throwing our parents into old houses. This is not Islam. Or take care through a wife or take care of myself? The obligation is on you. <laughs> obligation is on the child himself, okay? Now, if he wants to get the hasanat, she can get the hasanat also. And this is the way we should deal with them. That remind our wives that, would you like to get some hasanat? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's uh, your in-laws, father, parents-in-law are one of the kinds of parents for you as well, by the way. So take care of them too. But the direct obligation is on the children, of course. So we have to make sure that we do not lose that chance also besides the month of Ramadan. Okay? Now, moving forward, let's talk about the importance of the Quran and I'll talk from something that all of you probably saw it, heard it, something went viral about a couple of about a week ago or so, or ten days ago. And how many of you saw that cat climbing the Imam? Yeah? Did you see it? No? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't, just Google it. And you will see Imam reciting Quran and cat uh, uh, climbing over him. Okay, and he kept his focus, and he continued to pray. And then we see that the whole it became viral all across. By the way, I'm surprised a couple of guys did not see it yet, because many news uh, media outlets they covered it. International outlets I'm talking about, even CNN, Fox News, ABC, Al Jazeera, and on and on and on. And on. Pretty much everywhere you go and you look at it, you will find something about it. Okay, the point, and this was actually, there was an imam, his name was Walid Mahsas, he's the one who was reciting, and the, the cat climbed over him, and uh, that became the, how nicely he was just patting the, the, the cat, and he was, literally was not 
moved at all, I mean, unfazed, if you want to use the word, that uh, uh, he continued his focus on recitation of the Quran, and he continued to actually pat the cat in a manner that cat, cat was happy, pleased with him, to the point she was a, the cat was about to uh, kiss the, the, the imam while he's reciting the Quran. Yeah, All these things uh, we, we talk about, and uh, actually, uh, I gave this khutbah about the subject uh, about a week ago or so. Uh, not that this is but the importance of the Quran linked with this, and this is why I brought this up again here. Unfortunately, I was not seeing many of them were talking about what was he reciting? What was he reciting at that time when the cat climbed over him? And that's a very interesting thing. He was reciting Surah Al-An'am. Surah Al-An'am, the translation of the word An'am is cattle. But another name of the surah is Surah Al-Hujjah. Hujjah means proof. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hadith of Rasulullah says about the Quran, Al-Quranu hujjatun lak aw alayk. The Quran is a proof for you or against you. Subhanallah. And now, the verses that he was reciting, it goes like this, سَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا أَشْرَكْنَا وَلَا آبَاؤُنَا وَلَا حَرَّمْنَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ كَذَلِكَ كَذَّبَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ حَتَّى ذَاقُوا بَأْسُنَا قُلْ حَلْ عِنْدَكُمْ الْعِلْمٍ فَتُخْرِجُهُ لَنَا إِنْ تَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الذَّنَّ وَإِنْ أَنْتَ the hadith, the, the verse is saying is very interesting. All these outlets are talking about the imam and the cat and all that. I don't know how much they can pay attention to what it was saying. And how much we paid attention to what he was saying, what the Quran was saying. The meaning of the verse says is, those who took partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, did the shirk, with Allah will say, if Allah had willed, we would have not taken partners with him. Nor would our fathers, or would not have forbidden anything. Likewise, Belied those who were before them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. And then it says, till they tasted our, our wrath. So have you any knowledge or proof that you can produce before us? Verily you follow nothing but guess and you do nothing but lie. Talking about them. And then the following verse, very small verse, it says, قُلْ فَلِلَّهِ الْحُجَّةُ الْبَالِغَةِ The word hujja is used in here, which is the name of the surah as well. Of surah Anam. فَلَوْ شَاءَ I say, with Allah is the perfect proof and argument. Whatever argument that you're making, Allah is the one who has a proof and argument for you. So this is Allah has given proofs and have proofs after proofs about this book is the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. The Islam is the correct path. Allah has sent messengers after messengers from Adam al-Islam until Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah was the last messenger. So now the question comes in is, that this book, the Qur'an, that we are talking about, and we know that this is the haqq. How come this book is not moving our hearts? It's a, it's a, it's a thing for us to question. Why the Qur'an? We, 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 mashallah, we listen to the Qur'an, beautiful, <coughs> mashallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the hasanat, the, accept his ibadat, Mawlana Arif, the way he's reciting the Qur'an. Very nicely he, he, he recites the Qur'an. And I love his recitation, even though I, I have listened to the Arabs also and some other guys. And they are very nice ones. You know that there's like a guy who came from Pakistan, the best Qari reciting in ICW. Mashallah, very nice voice. And so does Brother, uh, Brother Arif also. He, he recites in a very nice pace. And if you can understand, he reads in a, reads in a very clear voice. Very clear voice. And you, the Masjid is blessed with having an Imam like this, who is reciting the Quran for us. But guys... The Quran was not revealed only for recitation. It was not. It changed the mankind from the way they used to be before Quran was revealed. 
Look at these people who were the people in Jaziratul Arab or Arabian Peninsula. You know how low they were. You will realize that from the angle. They used to bury their daughters alive. Anybody who has daughters, he can feel the pain. To think about burying your daughters alive. Not even killing them or being killed by somebody. Bury them alive. And the very same people, they were people who, of course, they're not burying all the daughters, but they were the ones who were doing that. And they were people who were sending their wives to the elites. So you were reading, you probably read this. They were sending their, they used to send their wives, some of them send their wives to the elites so they can sleep with her. With her. So they can have better blood in their lineage. So we may think this is how cruel and all those things are. Let me explain to you. People are still doing that in a different way. People are aborting babies. India, China are at the top, especially because they're girls. They don't even let them born now. They find out through ultrasounds and they, 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 they abort them. India and China combine every year they abort about 28 plus million fetuses. Every year. And you know that? Majority of the countries in the world do not even have a population of 28 million. That many number of babies have been aborted because many of them because of girls, it could be other reasons also. But they do have this, uh, uh, the, the, this taboo about the girls, unfortunately. Islam raised the level of them to the point they become the mothers. We respect them as mothers under whose feet is the Jannah. As the sisters or the daughters are the ones, they can become means of Jannah for us. If we raise them well, marry them, they can become means of the Jannah, one of the ways of entering into Jannah. And the wife is referred as the best thing you can have in this dunya is a pure wife. That's, this is the level Islam raised for the women. That's a separate talk some other time we can have about this whole uh, uh, women rights and all the, the, the stuff that, that's been thrown at, the, at our sisters and all that. It's a separate discussion. I don't want to go into that. But going back to the subject here, that's the reality we were living in. And then it's still, until, it's still living in because Jahiliyyah continues to repeat all the time. History repeats. You leave Islam, you'll be back to the very same kind of things. You go to follow the Islam, inshallah, it will produce the same results. Okay, now, in the time of Rasulullah, before I even go and talk about more detail about that, you know, when we talk about the subject of impact of the Quran, how many of you have heard the story of Umar al-Khattab, how he became Muslim? You heard it, right? He was on his way to kill Rasulullah, and I'm not going to go into detail, but the, and then he was able to hear the Quran from his sister and the brother-in-law, and Khabbab bin Ard, and he became uh, uh, bin Ard, and then he was he became a Muslim just by reciting, listening to the Quran, and then the very same person who was going to kill Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the defender of Islam right away, and he's referred as Al Farooq. Now, about Umar bin Khattab, before we understand that how Quran changed him, he used to be very harsh against the people who became Muslim, very harsh, to the point one time. Some of the Muslims were migrating from Makkah to Habasha before he became Muslim. And one of the sisters, Umm Abdullah bint Hantama, she was one of the people who were leaving, and she met Umar. Umar was passing by, he saw her. He said, so where are you going? She mentioned that to Umar, 
that you guys have made our life so difficult. We cannot worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're going to the land where we can worship Allah. And Umar al-Khattab, he said only, Sahibakum Allah, may Allah accompany you. This is a way she was surprised to hear from Umar. And when one of the Sahabi named Amr ibn Rabi'ah, he came and she told her, Umm Abdullah, that Umar said this, Sahibakum Allah, Allah will accompany you. So Amr said, oh, it seems like you think Umar is softening up for Islam. And this was a famous statement he said. He said, La yuslimu hatta yuslima himarul khattab. He said, He will not accept Islam until or even the donkey of the khattab become Muslim. This is how he used to look at Umar al Khattab. And that same Umar al Khattab, he becomes a Muslim. And we know, <laughs> many of us even name our children Umar. So may Allah make them like Umar al Khattab because of that. Isn't it? So, look what has happened to the person. But what changed them? It is the Quran. Because the Quran was revealed in their language. That was sufficient for him to get to the point and accept Islam right away. It clicked. And that's why it's very important for us to pay attention to what the Quran is saying. Another incident. And I, I hope that we do not become one of those people. Alhamdulillah, we are born in Muslim families, many of us. And the ones who are not entering into the fold of Islam, Alhamdulillah. But another incident happened, and there was a guy named, uh, his name was Utbah bin Rabi'ah, one of the leaders of the, uh, of the Meccans. He came and he wanted to okay, talk, let, let, he goes, let me talk to Rasulullah let me hear what he has to say. Because they were annoyed by the da'wah of Islam. He went to Rasulullah and he was trying to pull Rasulullah out of this da'wah. After he was done, Rasulullah said, if you are done, okay, let me recite something for you. Okay? And he started reciting, Hamim, Tanzeelum min al-Rahman al-Rahim, Kitabun fusilat, Ayatuhu Qur'anan arabiyya liqawmi alamun. And he continued on until the ayah of the sajda. Even this kafir, he bowed down in the sajda. Because he understood the impact of the words. It was in their language. This, by the way, the surah was just recited two nights ago. Here, in the masjid. And he bowed down in the sajda. Because the impact was because he understood what Rasulullah was reciting. He did not need a tafsir of the Quran or a sheikh to come and explain what this ayah means, what this word means. It was in their language. An impact was apparent. And now he went back to his people and he told them, I have never heard words similar to those ones he recited. They definitely related neither to poetry nor to witchcraft nor do they derive from soothsaying. O people of Quraysh, I request you and heed my advice and grant the man full freedom to pursue his goals. In which case, you could safely detach yourself from him. I swear that his words bear a supreme message. Should the other Arabs rid of you from him? Then, uh, he says, then will then, you will be spared from him, all the trouble. On the other hand, if he is, he is successful and he gains the power over the Arabs, then you will be with him and he, you will share the kingship with him. So he realized the power of these words. And of course, they started ridiculing him and there was the end of this guy towards Islam. Okay? Now, think of ourselves. Why the Quran is not impacting us? That's the key question. For this to impact, we have to understand few things. Of course, the language is a barrier for us. 
could be a barrier for some. Or, but there are many things have been done already. We have translated work is available. Tafsir are there. We have to question ourselves. Have we even read those? Have we read? We have read many, many books. Many of us here, mashallah, have probably degrees and stuff also. But besides that, we have read many other books in our lives besides for those degrees. But these worldly benefits we may get, may not get, as we were talking about the risk before. And that's not really connected to how much education we receive. We know that. The risk is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we get it. Now, for that, that's one aspect of it, to know what the Qur'an is saying. And to know to understand why the Qur'an was revealed. If we don't understand the purpose of the Qur'an, how are we going to get what the Qur'an is saying to us? And it's very clear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in Surah Ibrahim and many other places. I'll just talk about a few of the verses so we get an idea of the purpose. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lam Ra Kitabun Anzalnahu ilayka litukhrijan nasa min adhulumati ilan nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lam Ra, we reveal this book to you, ilayka. And then it says, litukhrijan nasa min adhulumati ilan nur. This Lam in Arabic is called Allamu Ta'alil. Allamu, Lamu Ta'alil. This lamb is the lamb of ta'lil. Ta'lil means is the, uh, there's a illa here. Illa means there's a reason. The, whatever is followed by this lamb, it is a reason. So it's talking about why the Quran was revealed. To take the people out of the darkness towards the life, light of Islam. That's the purpose of the Quran. So when we are reading Quran, let's understand that first. That this is the purpose of this book. Even though it has hasanat for recitation and all those things. When I say sometimes about the recitation and all the, please do not undermine the 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 the, 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 the ajr that we receive because of recitation. Only reason when I talk about this like this is so we understand it's beyond that. Only let's not stop at recitation. Let's go further than that. And the purpose is to take the mankind out of this, out of the the, the darkness, all sorts of darkness. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made all darknesses. Anything other than Islam is considered as ignorance, as deviation as the dalala, as the wrong path to be on. And nur is only al-Islam. It's about uh, 12, 10 minutes, inshallah. Okay, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about that <coughs> also says in Surah Al-Nahl, وَنَزَّلْنَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تَبِيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ We reveal this book, Al-Quran, and that explains everything. What I mean by that is when we recite the Qur'an, do we recite the Qur'an with this understanding? No matter what problem of life we are talking about, we'll find a solution in it. The meaning of the verse is, we read this book and it explains tibiyanan li kulli shay. It gives the solutions, give, explains everything in detail. Okay? And when we say Qur'an, let's not be fooled, but when we talk about Qur'an all the time, it automatically means Qur'an, and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because Quran commands us to follow the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If we don't follow Sunnah, then we are not following the Quran either. We are rejecting the Quran by not following the Sunnah. And the Mufassirin discuss this verse like this. What it means by that is that we are accountable for whatever action we undertake. What it means by that is because Allah has given the solution for everything. Whatever we do in our life, we are accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ By your Rabb, we will ask you all. 
عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ What you used to do. So on the day of judgment, we are accountable for all the actions we undertake and Allah has given the solutions in the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad for everything. It's not left on us to go and find your own answer or come up with majority what it says or minority or this or that. No, it's not the issue of majority is right or minority is right or this is right or that. No. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided something, that's what the way of right and wrong is. Okay? So, in this hadith about this, Ibn Masood about this ayah, this ayah, he says an explanation of it. Ibn Masood says it means that the Quran gives us the all sorts of beneficial knowledge. What happened before us, all the, many of the stories Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned. And what's going to happen even, many of the future things I mentioned. And whatever we have to do now and after we die, what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment and in, in, in our graves and all those things are mentioned. All this information is given to us. How to run our life affairs is mentioned in there. Okay? So when we talk about importance of the Quran, that has to be understood. If we don't understand even the purpose of it, we are not able to gain anything <coughs> out of it. And the Quran, Quran itself is something on which the whole Islam actually lies on. It is a fundamental thing. The belief in Quran is this, that it is a mu'ajizah, it's a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We even recognize Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the prophet based on the Quran. Because he brought the Quran, the message. See, even the prophethood is connected to that. This is why the Quran challenges the mankind. If you think this is not from Allah, Bring a book like that. Bring ten surahs like that. And even go back to, okay, قُلْ فَأَتُوا بِسُورَةٍ مِثْلِ Bring one surah like it. Ten surah. One surah can be, إِنَّا عَطَيْنَكَ الْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَحَرِ إِنَّا شَانِيَكَ وَلَبْتَ This is it. And for 1400 years, nobody is able to bring anything like it. So this, everything is, is lie, is, is rest on the Qur'an. And when this miracle is understood, then we understand that, okay, this is a book of Allah. And when we look at the book of Allah, look at it like this. This is a book, we are not reading just a regular book of something. It's a book of the, of the creator of the heavens and the earth. We are, we are honorable people, that we are, have access to the word of Allah. That's what it means by that. Think of this way. Okay? And hence, if we, if we think of the Quran this way, and read this way, then we try to understand it. And we, we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength to read the Qur'an in a manner we can understand and we can apply in our lives and it has to be implemented in our individual lives and on a societal life as well. Let's not be the one try to make division in Islam. I'm going to take part of the Qur'an and not take the other part. If that's the case, Allah says, أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْدِ فَمَا جَزَاءُ مَنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا if you take part of the book and reject the other part, then Allah will humiliate you in this dunya and in the akhirah, there is a severe punishment waiting for you. So we have to take the book as a whole and that requires us. This book cannot be just taken on an individual level. This book was revealed and so Allah was sent with this book. So this book was implemented over the people in the form of a state. Today you can call it Khilafah, whatsoever you want to call it. But this is the purpose of Muhammad as I'm coming to this world. So this deen will prevail over, over all mankind. I'll, I'll, and I'll end with the ayah, for, which is repeated in multiple places. And one of them was recited today <laughs> when the Shaykh was reciting Surah Al-Fatha. 
Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says huwa alladhi arsala rasulahu bil huda wa din al haqq li yudhhirahu 'ala din kulli wa kafa billahi shahida he sent muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam with the deen of haqq and the truth so this deen prevails over all ways of life and allah is enough of witness wa qulu qawli hadha astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimin astaghfiruhu innahu ghafurur rahim thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events islamic guidance quran tafsir and sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.